regard me in the paint, I'm an artist See, I hustle on the flow, call me Rick Ross See the truth, get it, jumping like a tip-off I play hard till I hit a rep, blow the whistle I'm a player, but my game be so official Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Troop. It's March. It's state tournament time. Girl State going on right now. We finally have all of our brackets and everything set up for the boys' state tournament. It's been a fun ride getting to this point. I know you guys have been excited for this episode. We're excited about this episode. And so without further ado, uh, we're going to jump right into this. We have the whole crew. It kind of feels like it's been a little bit uh, since we've had everybody in the house, so we're excited. We got Doug down in Pella. Doug, how's it going tonight? It's all good down in Pelladice. Love it. Tom, <laughs> up uh, northwest corner, how's it going up that way? Hey, we're staying sneaky with Sneaky's Chicken up in northwest Iowa. Ooh, we've heard a little bit about Sneaky's, that's for sure. <laughs> we got uh, two programs down here uh, at the well, both the girls and the boys, Crusaders, making their way down. So congratulations to both those programs. Tony, how are things over on your side of the state? Everything's going really well. It's the it's the most wonderful time of year. I'm really excited for next week. Getting ready for the long haul next week, and a lot of time and a lot of uh, a lot of seat time for Tony next week, and so I'll be anxious to see Chris down your way. Um, Warriors finding themselves into the state tournament have to feel pretty good. Life is good with Little Hawkeye Conference. Been talking the talk all year, and uh, the Warriors are walking the walk in Norwalk. Hey, it might be it might be your last walk. You got to be careful there. Uh, Adam, up in uh, North Pole, got two programs finding their way to state as well. Girls uh, take take to the floor tomorrow, um, and then the boys anxiously waiting as well. And so how are things uh, up your way? Yeah, it's great to be a comment, too. With uh, with Healing, the, the girls have uh, have Healing next, and, um, you know, two programs uh, in state terms. Pretty cool. Pretty cool to be a part of the community and, you know, hear all the – um, all the vibes around that. And, uh, obviously be in the well again, watching high school basketball, um, went once this week already and, uh, plan to go multiple times next week as well. So great time of year. You and Tom got anything, uh, any friendly wagers on the line tomorrow? Not yet. Oh, I sent him a, I sent him a, I sent him a text today and he said, no, but I'm still trying to talk him into it. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll wait. Uh, we'll wager a state tournament t-shirt. That's a deal. Whoever that loses a deal. has to send one of their state tournament t-shirts over. Deal. There you go. That uh, should be a good matchup uh, between those two programs <laughs> tomorrow as Keelan and North Polk go at it. It'll be uh, fun to see who will punch their tickets to the finals there for the girls. So, all right, gents, without uh, further ado, let's get into this. We have a few things we want to talk about before we get into the brackets and give you a little bit of our picks, predictions, and uh, breakdowns from each one of the classes as uh, we prepare for wells fargo and the state tournament next week first one and we often lead with this on the pod we've we've kind of done it all season and that's the rankings obviously we have three guys on the ranking rankings committee um and so we've jumped in and kind of got your guys input on stuff all throughout the year but now we're to this point where the real question and really kind of the only question that remains is did it work and i don't know if there's a good answer to this but it makes for a fun conversation in that the rankings and and ultimately getting the top eight teams in each of the classes. And then, you know, our thing was then the association taking it from there when it came to the substates uh, and how the parents and everything came out. So what do we think? What's uh, at the, now that we're at the state tournament, obviously some of this has still got to shake out, but uh, what are our thoughts and takeaways from first year of the rankings and uh, getting everything going? Do we think that it was uh, a successful thing that uh, left most people feeling pretty good about the process? 
I, I don't know what this question mark you you posed was. It's been great, and and that doesn't mean that everyone has to agree with everything. But the the process has been great. That being said, that that's just the nature of the tournament. North Carolina made the finals last year. Did the NCAA tournament not work because they made the finals? Like. It has been a great process, and I guarantee you that if we have a more educated fan base in Iowa because of the ranking system this year than ever before. And, um, you know, some some teams got hot at the right time, and they they were able to upset the, the top seed in their district or their sub-state. Other teams got a good draw, and they they took care of their business, and they got what they they, they earned the right to have that top seed, and then they went out and, and did the job on the court. So to me, it's it's been wonderful, and I think it's going to set up for a really great tournament next week in all four classes. You know, not every team, but at least in 3A, there were 20-some teams that were talked about, researched, watched in the discussions throughout the season. And I don't know if that happens in the past I because I think uh, we're just having more people involved that really had a pulse <laughs> on what was going on uh, created, uh, again – uh, better substates, I think very balanced substates with, uh, again, more of the intention of trying to get the best teams in the state to the state tournament or give them the opportunity. And so I agree with Chris. I There's obviously ways to improve it and get better from year to year, but uh, I was happy to be part of it. Brian, can I add in that um, off of what Tom was saying, and I just want to talk about one team specifically, Des Moines Hoover. Des Moines Hoover was ranked for one week, I think. And then they were out of the rankings. And I'm going to tell you, I felt really comfortable with that because if you look at their their season, it just wasn't good enough to be ranked in terms of they had too many really bad losses. That being said, they were talked about a lot. And you notice they weren't in Bondurant, who is 20-0. Bondurant and Hoover, just because they happened to be pretty close, didn't end up in the same substate. So I think there's more to it than just the, the the teams that got ranked. Now, I but I also will tell you, um, and I know there was some talk up in Northeast Iowa as well with um, some of the teams that play a predominantly 4A schedule. I do think there is still something to winning games too, right? You can't be a sub 500 team and be ranked just because you're like, you know, West Des Moines Dowling and four, Dowling Catholic and 4A is kind of in a similar book. But if you're, if you're nine and 12, you're probably not going to get favored in any draw. Now, that doesn't mean that that competition doesn't make you a really tough out for maybe a team in, in, in a lesser conference, but then you play it out on the court and, and, and you go prove who, who gets to go. So how do you handle that with Hoover, though? Like, look at a Hoover who plays all four A's yeah. and like a Pella Christian who plays all three A and four A's. So how do you handle that? You know, do you, uh, you know, because Pella Christian wasn't ranked all year, but they're at the state tournament. Hoover... Yeah. There, I mean, you could see they were going to be one of the best 3A schools. So as a committee, how do you handle that going forward? Because obviously Hoover's probably going to be in the semifinals, if not the finals now. And they weren't ranked but one time all year. So how do you, how do you, you know? How do you I don't know if that? I agree with that, that they're just going to have a, I mean, they, they won their, their sub-state, but I think at the state level, they're not going to just come in and, and walk right through to the finals. I, I, I will be surprised. Now, that being said, I love Courtney Henderson. I think he does an amazing job. I really do. Um, and they've been a tough out for 4A teams, too. But, Doug, you can't lose by 40 points four or five times and just jump teams and get a favorable draw. 
That doesn't mean they don't get to participate in the tournament, but they had to earn their way there. And they were against one of the lower seated, lower ranked teams in that, that to be seated. One of those top eights. Waverly was one of the lower teams in that, right? Right. But I think we probably all knew the talent they had and when they're going to play a 3A school, right? They're probably going to match up a lot better. It's, you know, right. that, Williamsburg was winning going into the fourth quarter on them. Who was? Williamsburg. Williamsburg's For a really three good quarters, team. They were winning. Agree. But and I, there's more than eight good teams. There's more than eight good teams yeah. to, to make it. So you got to go play it on the floor. Again, when and I think 3A is a little bit different, too, because with 3A, you have teams that are playing up 4A schedule, but then you have the MOC Floyd Valleys of the world that are playing right. down. So how do you balance that? I mean, what's sure. And that's where the maybe the tricky part came in for the committees was looking at everything, strength of schedule. But how do you penalize an MOC Floyd Valley that just wins their games because their schedule's not great either? OK, so I got a, I was talking to a 3A coach uh, yesterday and he's like, so. He's putting together a schedule for next year, and he's wondering should I schedule a more a four A school to get my my strength of schedule up, or do I just go after I know a two A school where I'm probably going to get a win? And my my comment was him. I said get the win. I said they're not, they're not looking at who you're playing. Just oh, get I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Look at look at MOC. 100%. You can't say that. Look at MOC. They won. They lost one or what two games all year playing two A's, and they're ranked third. Right. Right. So you can't you can't say they're not looking at wins. Well, we're looking at wins, but also there's some historical there with MOC Floyd Valley, too. In 3A, I mean, they've been they've been playing that same schedule for 20 years, 30 years, and they've won state championships in 3A. 30 years ago. Come on, no, not 30 years ago. <laughs> they MOC won state has not won. That was MOC. 1989, I think, the last time they won. They're the, well, they're in the. Oh. Are you sure? It's been in the finals recently. They've been in the finals. They've been in the finals in the last fifteen years. You yeah. were like you were like forty five back then, but that's. Don't forget too. I mean, we can talk about the couple of the, the the things that didn't work out. Six of the eight teams that were ranked in the top eight are at the state tournament too. And I never, I, I will tell you, this is my belief, not speaking on behalf of anybody else in the committee, but I will tell you that. At some point, the goal should not be to get those eight teams to the state tournament. The goal is to create a good competitive tournament. And, and so having six of eight, that means for the most part, it was spot on. Yeah, there was a couple glitches maybe, but that's also you go play it out on the court. I was actually going to say also, I think we talked about 3A the most all year and 2A was probably the most topsy-turvy. Yeah. I mean, having only three teams in the top 10 get in. So they probably had the most upset. But if you look at their rankings, you probably can't argue with those rankings either. They just got – some of those teams just got upset. Right. Yep. Going back and looking at our, our final rankings in 2A, nine of the top ten played in sub-state finals. They just lost. So they they got to the position to to get to the state tournament and, and just got beat by a, a better team that night. So I think um, – I think in general, the rankings were, were really a good thing for the state this year. Um, we're going to reconvene here in a few weeks and, and kind of discuss things that we can do better and what we need to focus in more on going into next year. Um, I know personally, one of the things that I want to focus more on next year is, is strength of schedule. I, I should have pounded the table for Pella Christian to be ranked 
more often this year based on on who they play but but like Chris said win the games and and it'll all work out in the end so I, I, and think, I think your two eight your two eight tournament might I, I think it's one of the most exciting ones if you kind of from top to bottom all your matchups are going to be awesome yeah and then your semifinals are going to be great why are we starting this night? Doug just all over Tom and I, just all over us. And then Tony just, man, love well, everything. Roll. I mean, what is going on, Doug? I, I actually got this great recommendation. I, I think I think Doug Deere should just run it all for the association next year because he's got all the answers. <laughs> the czar of basketball, Doug Deers. <laughs> I got a better job. He should go coach Georgetown. <laughs> well, there you go. That's Louisville for, might have an opening too. So that's for another. Uh, that's for another pod. Uh, so, so Doug, just real quick, MOC did win state championship in 2005, and made state tournament appearances in six, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and sixteen. Okay, so oh. Tom, yeah, they haven't done anything. So twenty oh. years ago, they oh, won. come on, who cares? They're getting there. That's... I. I, I will say to state championship. So oh five uh, five oh five. That's okay. Seventeen. When you, you you know how this goes. When as soon as you quit, so as soon as Tom was done, like time stops. It's just like us. Like you're still like as soon as you graduate from high school, like every kid below you stays in that same grade. Like they're still only right. sophomores in high school. Same thing. So I don't um, like to deal in hey, Ryan. Before we move forward, though, and I think I know I can speak on behalf of all of us, like uh, at least on this podcast, because we've talked a lot. I also don't want people listening to this thinking like, oh, it's like I think it's a starting point, which we're excited about because it, it, it helped make things better. And then we want to see it grow, like Tony said, even to new heights. So when I say that, I don't want people to think like, oh, they're just sitting still. It's it is awesome that we've started somewhere and now. We want to hear what other people think because we want to continue to grow because that's what it's all about, right? Growing the game of high school basketball. Well, too, and to all of those points, I mean, you can you can do as much as you can from uh, trying to figure out the perfect formula to try to evaluate these teams, but they still got to go and play them um, on the court, and everything is going to shake out, and you know, and that that's kind of part of to your point too, Doug, and trying to figure out. I know some of these coaches trying to figure out what's going to be the best way moving forward, especially scheduling. I mean, we've heard it on our end too, if a couple of coaches talking about, well, geez, it, you know, works for this team or this team did that. And they, they went and got a couple of easy wins. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Like you can go and get those easy wins and it might allow you to, to what host maybe one more game or a game in the tournament. You're still going to have to go and beat a good team. You're still going to, you can't hide behind your record. You know, you're going to have to go and beat somebody to get to state. And that's what makes it great. I mean, this it isn't like, Oh, you know, you went 20 and two, we're going to just go ahead and put you in the sub-state final. Like you still got to go and you got to win a game. You got to beat a tough team. And um, that's what it's all about. And well, then, it's uh, contra it contradicts what you're saying about Pella Christian because they don't care what sub-state they get put in because they feel like after their conference play, they're ready for anyone. So playing those tough teams, also the goal should just be not to try and trick anybody. It's let's work to be the best team we can be at the end of the season. I will say this too. I the one thing the boys do that I think is better than the girls is that sub-state final is at a neutral site. So basically, if you if you get to that game, you're playing on neutral site, 50-50 chance of winning. What more do you want? Well, unless you're uh, a certain town down in west of here, they would not think that's the correct. Uh... Well, 
I know, I know the Crusaders from Healing just went down to Fort Dodge, which is like 10 miles from Webster City. They had to do that. We had to drive two hours over two hours to get to that game. And you know what? You go play. Just go play. The hoops are still 10 feet tall. Yep, said Normandale. And Tom, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the other questions that I wanted to talk to you guys about that I had saw floating around on Twitter too. People talking about the excitement of those sub-state finals and in those gyms and the opportunity for those you know teams to go to a neutral site and just the excitement around them. Obviously, it, it paired up to where those are were for the most part all really good games in the sub-state final. But the energy and the <laughs> games around those sub-state finals just because you're, you're, you know, it's still bigger gym still, but it just feels a little bit almost like the energy and the level of it is a little, the atmosphere, maybe almost even a little more just exciting than even the, when you get to the state tournament games, just because it gets swallowed up a little bit in the venue and the, everything that's going on. I mean, there's the heightened, you, hey, you're at the state tournament. I get that. But just from the crowd and the atmosphere, um, and credit to all these host schools that did host these sub-state games. It just seemed like they just created a really good environment and it was just awesome atmosphere for all, for all teams. There was a there was a run there where up in Northwest Iowa, the games were being held at the Tyson Event Center. And it was an awful atmosphere. I mean, it's like going to the opera. It was terrible. You know, the over at Fort Dodge High the other night, I mean, I was calling the game on the radio from the Crow's Nest. We had to, I mean, it was dangerous to get there. But it was, I mean, it was like being at Hoosiers. It was pretty awesome. And that, you know, that's what you want. You want those kind of, like you said, those atmospheres. Yeah, I, I think that's something you never want to get. Because we talked about it last night when and we were on the radio, too. Just those are honestly some of my best memories as a coach. It's I, I've heard from college coaches or, or heard college coaches talk similar to the Final Four, like the regional final games to get there are really the greatest games. And then like the final four is so big, like it gets kind of weird. I think the same thing is whole, held true with uh, high school and the state tournament. It's just a whole different ball game down there, but you've earned the right to go do that. But it's, there's something about the, the, the game to get to state. Well, and two, and to your comparison with the college and the, the final four, you know, I had an opportunity to go up when the final four is up in Minneapolis and those, those game, the final four games to go to the finals, were predominantly fans and like you just had all four schools and they kind of shuffled mm-hmm. in and it was wild. It was crazy. And then you get to Monday, the championship game and it felt very corporate. Yeah. Like it was all like corporate yeah. tickets and like the fans, like you didn't have so much of like this side is, you know, this team and that side is that team. And so, yeah, you have a little bit of that. And so as long as the longer we can hold on to that and give those, um experiences to these kids and and honestly i mean that's a little bit of the barn versus well comparison too i mean the barn it felt like you had that um you know the well there's so many great things about that venue and all the awesome stuff that comes with it and part of that sacrifices now you got to do a little bit more of the corporate stuff but uh you know and so it's fun it's fun to see these uh these places hold those those games those neutral site games and the excitement that comes out of them um, and then have an opportunity to, and what looked like a lot of places too, I'll give them credit. They let those guys cut down the nets. They had the big tickets. They had the fun stuff going on, um, as they punched their tickets to the state tournament. And so I think we're there guys without further ado, let's, let's talk about the state the, tournament. The only thing though, don't you think all the sub state games should be streamed. So all those neutral sites, just let's get them all streamed because it's not going to break down attendance. It's not going to be the people from the community that don't go. 
it's other people that they can enjoy watching. And so sometimes with that neutral site, I just know there were some games that I think they just didn't pick it up. And I, I just that would be another thing I think would be really great. All substates games have, you have to you have to get it streamed. I mean, we're obviously on board with that. You're preaching to the choir here on that. <laughs> That's that uh, is for sure. So that would be great because, like you said, just continue to grow the game, con- continue to get the opportunity to get eyeballs um, on these games. And so, all right, guys, let's jump into this. Let's let's take a look at one A. All right, in the one eight matchup, we have Chris Larson Christian against New London. <clears throat> As we take a look at this, guys, I mean, New London. Doug, you've brought him up a couple times. We're gonna we're gonna keep this thing competitive. Uh, I've been on New London's bandwagon for two years now, but I don't know how you match up against them. So I think you got to go Chris Larson Christian for sure. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm would only be- giggling because <laughs> I'm sure Grandview Christian people really love that. <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, that would be a uh, shock the world right there, I think, if uh, the eight seed was that, able to overcome in that one. They do have a really good guard, though. He's going to Truman. The Blaze Porter yeah. is going to Truman. And he is he's legit, yeah. so he might be able to, to turn on the Jets, and he can finish and, and score. And they do have the Kate Benjamin kid, nice power forward. He can jump. So he may be able to play, but I don't know if they got the, the other guys around him to, to compliment him. But, hey, for them to make it, I think, is – that was their their goal, I'm sure. So, compliments to New London. Tony, Tony, they they got a good uh, they got a good half in them. No, what do you think? I mean, guard play yeah. be able to. Yeah, I think they can keep it competitive for for quite a while here. Actually, um, I know Granby Christian looks like a pretty overwhelming favorite, but they've been an overwhelming favorite in their first round game the last three years, and they've won by a combined 13 points those three years. Um, they they blast any 1A team on their schedule during the regular season, but when we get down to the well, it's a different game. Um, and and New London does have a kid in Blaze Porter who can attack Toby Loba, and if he's able to get him into foul trouble, it it opens everything else up for them. So it's it's not a it's not an easy first round game there for Grandview. Yeah, and you get that thing late into the second half and fouls start to come into play anything can happen I mean I think that's going to be the theme as we move through all these games is that anything can happen down there bigger floor bigger opportunity brighter lights you just never know what could shake out but uh, with that let's move to the four five matchup Wes Harrison versus Dunkerton what do we see in this one guys Wes Harrison Tony where are you going I I I like I am going to both these teams have had really nice seasons I know I have kind of kept up with them. I know Tony talked about Dunkerton early, but I also checked out West Harrison kind of as we were looking at who was going to make state. I mean, these are just two, it looks like on paper, really evenly matched teams that, that look like pretty good, balanced, hard-nosed basketball teams. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting contrast here. Dunkerton's probably the faster team. West Harrison's the bigger, more physical team. I think West Harrison probably ends up struggling with Dunkerton's pressure. Uh, and, and turns it over a little bit here, and and Dunkerton advances, and and I guess what's a slight upset? That'll be a fun one. Four or five games usually are, but that one uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, moving then to Northland versus Madrid. I uh, got to congrats to the Tigers, first time in school history qual- uh, qualifying for state. And so I know we've talked a little bit about them on the pod leading up as uh, a team with a lot of talent. 
and were able to string everything together and find themselves in the state tournament. Unfortunately, which also means then lining up with North Lynn and pressure that's going to come their way in that one. What do we think in this one, though? I mean, North Lynn ends up being too much or Northland's too much right out of the gate. What, what are any, anything that uh, to keep an eye on with this one? I'm just going to say, having kept an eye on Madrid all year here in central Iowa, um, they are on a 19 game winning streak. Uh, they have not lost since before Christmas. Um, and that was to a really good two way team in Van Meter. I don't know. I, I will just tell you, they have some really skill, as you know, Brian, because you've been, been following these guys. They have some really skilled basketball players. And, you know, we all know what Northland's going to do, right? They're going to get up. They're going to press. They're going to really try and make it an up-tempo game. I think they have the skill level guys that, that can handle that pressure and hang around and make it, you know, a, a good game. Obviously, I think the key we've seen over the last couple of years with Northland, you just can't let them overwhelm you. And if the, if the pressure doesn't overwhelm you, you can play with them. Like we saw in the North Lynn game uh, against North Mahaska last year, that, that game was over in a couple minutes. Um, North Mahaska just couldn't handle the pressure. So I think if you, if Madrid stems that early run from North Lynn that you know is going to come, they can certainly play with the links here. Yeah, I think they have the talent too. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, as I noted before, first trip to the state tournament ever. And so there's a lot going on mm-hmm. for the Tigers. And so, you know, it's one of those things where they have the talent, I think, that to be able to, like you said, if they can handle the pressure, to be able to do some really nice things. But I don't know if this was maybe in any other gym in Iowa, it feels like there might be a little bit more of a chance for the Tigers, but you get down there and there's a lot going on. I'm hoping that they can settle the storm and and at least uh, at least give themselves an opportunity to see what happens in the second half. But uh, time will tell. Talk about the uh, Ultimate David versus Goliath, though, right? I mean, first time it stayed against the perennial power of Northland. And don't forget with Madrid, they came out of that district that Doug talked to us about a couple of weeks ago that had four conference champions in it. So sometimes that really pays dividends when they they had probably one of the tougher paths to get the state term. We kind of all talked about that, that that was going to be a really tough district or a substate to, to determine. It kind of gets you just in the mindset of, hey, we're just going to keep beating everybody, right? Because they probably had three or four games where they really weren't sure if they were going to win it, as opposed to probably North Lynn, who's been fair, playing maybe some fairly confident games right now or lately. Doug took, knocked out the, the Baxter, your Baxter squad pretty pretty easily too, wasn't it, in the sub-state final? Mm-hmm. Uh, Madrid, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it was 10-point game, 12-point game, something like that. Yeah. But uh, um, congrats to my Baxter Bolts. Um, Madrid also beat out Mount Air, and Mount Air was kind of rolling th- through too. So uh, you might be onto something, Chris, with, with Madrid. Hopefully, I hope they can, like you said, just kind of stem the tide there and uh, make it a game with Northland. So never know. Well, we'll see what happens 2 o'clock uh, on that one. And then moving to the bottom, Gladbrook Rhinebeck takes on Remsen St. Mary's in the three, six matchup. This one should be, should be interesting. Uh, what can you tell us, Tom, you got anything on Remsen that uh, might well, have to pay attention to in this one? Yeah. Just so they're, they're, I mean, they're deep. They, uh, they get out and play defense or, I mean, they're, they're balanced. Um, they beat Galen, uh, I think by a dozen, 15 points to, to get to state. Um, so, uh, and they're, they're experienced. So, I don't think they should be intimidated getting to, getting into the well. 
That's for sure. And then looking at that uh, Gladbrook team, Tony, um, obviously a team that's had a, had a load of talent, done really well in a lot of sports here on the boys' side in recent years. Having the three seed, what do you what do you see from those guys? Gladbrook probably has the most talented individual offensive player in the field in uh, Will Kaburis, who's a, a threat to go off for a triple double basically anytime he steps on the floor. Um, it'll I'll be curious to see if the inexperience for Gladbrook comes up here. Uh, Ramsin's seventh straight trip to state, um, so so the coaching staff and the kids kind of know what to expect when they get down there. Um, but if if Kiburis is able to get it going, he's going to be tough for them to slow down. Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting to see because, like, like you said, I mean, Remsen, they they uh, they're just glad to be on the opposite end of Grandview Christian for once um, and have an opportunity to to shake some shake some things up and see what happens. But uh, okay, guys, so as we look at this, um, let's move all the way to to picking a champion. Then, you know, are we? penciling in Grandview Christian versus North Lynn, but uh, who do you, who do you ultimately have winning one? And maybe those aren't your two teams. Maybe you have somebody else, but uh, Doug, I'm going to start with you. Who's your champion in one? I am going to go with Chris Larson, Christian. I don't know how you can go against him. Tom, you got anything different? Yeah. I'm going with North Lynn just as Doug picked uh, Chris Larson, Christian. <laughs> That's I right. I like it. He started things off. Started things off hot tonight. Tony, who you got? I've had Northland number one all year. I'll stick with it. I um, think their pressure gives Grandview some issues in the championship. Chris, do we have to ask? You know, it's 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 time. Grandview Christian is going to win the state title this year. We've been talking about them all year. They're going to get it done. Adam, two and two. two. Adam, what do you think? Break the tie, Adam. Well, GVC, Grandview Christian. Grandview Christian to break the tie. I'll take Northland just to keep things even. So let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay. go Northland all the way through. So, all right, there's uh, there's your 1A. That's going to be fun. We'll be anxious to see those uh, first round games. Should be a lot of fun too, just for some of those programs. And moving to 2A, we've, we've alluded to it already on the pod a couple of times. This one could get, could get fun. Could get uh, very interesting as we take a look at 2A. Starting off, the first one, Central Lion versus Des Moines Christian. Tom, what do you see in this one? You got uh, any resistance from from DMC? No, Central Lion. Central Lion, baby. Too athletic, too strong, too fast. Lions, too Lions roll in yep, this one? Lions roll. Either, even though they're both the Lions. Tony, you got anything to, to add to that, or are you in the grants? No, I'm I'm pretty much there with Tom. I I think this is probably the biggest um, mismatch of any of the first round games, maybe in any four class. Wow! All right. Well, with that, then we won't spend any more yeah. time on that one. Let's oh come this. on, my man! I gotta give Jason Van Mersbergen. I don't know if Doug Doug Pella guy played at Pella Christian. I coached against him way back in like 2000 or, or something. He was running around on that court and he's three years in a row since taking over coaching. He's doing a phenomenal job. I don't think they quite have the horses to, to keep up with them in this game, but let's give a shout out to Des Moines Christian. They also executed a wonderful game-winning three-pointer to get themselves into this position. So uh, shout out to, to Coach Van Mershburgen and the DMC uh, something. The Lions, Lions too, yeah. The Lions, yeah. <laughs> They probably but, had one. Yeah, they're, they're probably going to get beat. 
they probably had one of the craziest uh, sub-state semifinal games. They won right at the buzzer in a crazy game against Eddieville. So um, they are kind of lucky to be there, actually, Chris. Was that game. not – I thought that was the sub-state final. That was the semifinal? Sub-state, that was the semifinal game, yeah, yeah. Got it. My bad, yeah. All right, let's move to the second one then. Uh, Pella Christian takes on MFL Marmac. Doug, what do you got? I'll uh, – in this one what do you like with their matchup yeah i actually went to the, the pella christian west burlington the sub-state game it was it was probably one of the better high school games loudest both both stands were full uh game i've been to in, in a while it was it was awesome he had runs on both sides um but ultimately pella christian pulled it out uh, at the end but i don't know anything about nfl i mean mfl um marmac but uh, i'm gonna go with the pella christian eagles in that matchup just because I'm from Pella. Solely. No, solely because. No, you're from Carroll. You live in Pella. I'm, very, 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 I'm from Carroll, which we'll get to Carroll Kemper later. And uh, But, yes, I do live in Pella Dice. Tony, a little yeah. fun fact for you, Brian. Yeah. My dad and my two uncles went to Luena High School, which is the L of MFL. And they actually listened to this podcast, even though one lives in Maryland one lives in Wisconsin and one does live in Dubuque. So I'm taking MFL. Little little bloodlines there, you know. Hey, is, does anybody know, Tony, you might know this. Is it true? Am I correct in thinking Rafe LaFrance is an assistant coach there for him? He's Did a, I hear that correctly? He's an assistant at Decora. Decora. Yeah, there you go. Okay. But Rafe is obviously from MFL. Right. Uh, there you go. Sorry. That's interesting. So MFL, Chris, rolling, rolling with the bloodline. There we go. Rolling with the blood. Luena. Tony, anything else to add, or what are you thinking on this one, this 4-5 matchup? It's a kind of interesting game because if you look at BC Moore, Pella Christians played the number one strength of schedule into a, an MFL's 87th out of 96 teams. Mm-hmm. So they, they kind of got maybe disrespected a little bit when we were when we were doing our rankings. Um, beat I tried to back- tell you, Tony. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. One listen. Beat a good Beckman team. Uh, and then Lake Mills to get here. Um, they're small. They've got really good guards. They're awfully small. I think they'll probably struggle with, with the size and physicality of Pella Christian. But I think it should be a pretty tight game throughout. That'll be, uh, that'll be a fun one to keep an eye on, obviously, with the proximity with Pella Christian as well. All right, let's move to three. This one uh, got a lot going on because we have Roland Story against Kemper. Catholic and so we've talked quite a bit about Roland Story and the season uh, that they've had on the pod and then Doug going rolling with the Kemper Knights and us kind of looking a little side eye at him when he picked them coming out of that sub-state and here he is an opportunity we'll go ahead and uh, give Doug his flowers now on uh, on picking that one but why do you guys keep doubting me I'm getting what do you mean sandbag? Oh, that oh they they fake that injury with the post player all year, and then you bring him out for the tournament. Oh, the kid fell down, had a seizure <laughs> on the floor. Tommy, come I'm on! Kidding. I'm just kidding. You are tough. I'm just kidding, but he's playing, right? Yeah, he is playing. He's 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 a difference maker. He definitely is a difference maker. Yep, he's probably a six four, six three post getting recruited for football uh for at division one schools so he's definitely a different difference maker the thing that's kind of cool about Kemper um is a lot of their names Baiting, Kastbauer, Vanami, Canny 
those are old, old Kemper names. So it's just kind of fun to see uh, Kemper get back to the well with those type of uh, names and those, those kids. So um, I'm going to roll with Kemper just because, um, but that, that'll be a tough matchup for them. Yeah, really, really good rolling story team. Chris, what what do you got to add with that rolling story squad up there? Yeah, that's a homer pick right there. Rolling story, they they're in it to win it in this tournament. Um, Darren um, Bergeron, right, uh, Adam? I think he's a buddy of yours. Anyways, they have been rolling the last couple of years, right? And and I love seeing teams like this that their progression. They kind of went from sub-state final to making the state tournament. Now I think they're there in it to win it. I think Roland Story is, is a, a team to watch, maybe uh, to, to take home the title. I'm just telling you, watch out for the Knights because the last few times they've been down there, they've upset somebody. I think they upset – they were an eight seed, upset maybe Des Moines Christian several years ago. So the Knights are – they're kind of scary, so watch out for them. Am I right on that name? I can't look it up right now. Adam, am I right? Do you know yeah. him? Yeah, you're right. right. Sorry. I was, I was giving you a thumbs up. Right? Email. Be able to see me. Okay. And yep. if I'm correct, he's kind of a fun one too. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've been wrong a lot tonight, but I still keep throwing stuff out. Something will stick. I think his dad is a really great coach from East Marshall, right? Or where was he at? I Gosh, think it was I don't at know East, Marshall. East Marshall. Because I think he coached Jeff Allen, who played at Drake when I was there. Mm. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. And I think his I dad know. might coach with him now. And so I just think I think they are really um, I don't know. I've just been watching them. I've seen them a couple times in the summer. And uh I, I just really like what they're doing with their program. Well, and it seems like too, they've kind of they beefed up their schedule a little bit. I mean, they're like their state, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're champion or bust. <laughs> it kind of feels like this year, like they're not just trying to get to the state tournament, they're trying to trying to win it this year. And so That'll be a that'll be an interesting matchup. Anything to add on that one, Tony? That you're kind of excited about? No, um, I I think the experience that Roland Story got at state last year plays a plays a factor here, and they advance in a in a pretty good game here. All right, so then let's move down to the three six matchup. Uh, this one be this one be interesting. But uh, Tom, starting uh, taking a look at Western Christian and the three seed there against Monticello. What uh, what have you seen from Western Christian that uh, makes you either feel good or based off that face, maybe not as good going into this one? Well, I actually had West Lyon beating him in the sub-state final. So I probably shouldn't, you know, that I thought they were going to get upset by, by almost did, you know, they won on the last second shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western has not, I mean, they're just not your typical Western Christian team that's been dominating this year. Uh, their record's good, but they've had a couple the South Dakota losses that really kind of uh, they lost to uh, Dakota Valley, I believe. They lost to uh, uh, maybe Sioux Falls Christian, maybe T, a little, T, T area. And so uh, I just think there's some things not clicking there. But yeah. I, again, I, I don't know much about Monticello, so somebody's going to have to point me in the right direction here. Tony, you got anything on Monticello for us? So Monticello was my number one team in 2A going into the year. Um, been high on them all year battled injuries throughout the year they were 10 and 6 at one point um but then Todd Lambert or Tim Lambert sorry uh put his kid Jack into the starting lineup um and he's been just a lockdown defender for them and and they've won seven straight since that since they put Jack into the starting lineup there um experience with Tate Peterson and Preston Reese who've been to the well a couple times now 
Um, and they're just, they're playing their best basketball of the season right now. Um, and I, I, I like Monticello here against a Western Christian team that as Todd, Tom said, has been kind of up and down despite winning a bunch of games. So then looking at Monticello, how does that match up potentially with Roland story or what do you see there? I like Monticello there too. Um, I, I think Tate Peterson's the best player on the floor there. Um, experienced guard who's been at the well a ton and he he's one who's battled injuries all year um, and is playing through it and is finally finally kind of back to his old self so I I think Peterson has a big game there and they and they upset Roland's story so I've got Monticello playing for the title wow hey Tony I, I remember in the years past when Monticello has been down there they just are they really long again I just was really impressed with their length and their size I know when I saw him down there a couple of years ago is that is that similar still? Yeah, they they kind of lack like traditional size, but they they've got a mm-hmm. bunch of kids who are really long. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So with taking a look at that six seed coming out of the bottom for Tony, that'll be interesting to see kind of what you guys think. And so let's let's make our picks. Sorry, Doug, who do you got winning uh, winning the two A state championship? Uh, I took him last week, and Tony's kind of confirming everything. I am going Monticello as the 2A state champion. Wow, very impressive. Uh, Tom, who do you got? I'm going Central Lion. I'm, I'm, staying, I'm staying true to my home home Northwest Iowa roots. Uh, got uh, Zach Lutmer and his crew. Uh, Zach will be playing for Hayden – or for Hayden Fry, for Kirk Ferentz uh, next year. That'd be, and uh, That'd be awesome if he was playing for Hayden Fry. That would be awesome. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to Central Lion. Tony, what do you got? I've got Central Lion beating Monticello in the championship. Yep. Chris? Well, I got Roland's story getting to that championship game, but I've heard too many good things about Central Lion. I got Central Lion beating Roland's story in the finals. Ooh, okay. Come on, Chris. I thought you were setting this up. because hey, I, I, I thought you were setting it up. because hey. Adam, Adam, who are you going? You going Roland's story? I thought maybe we were going to have two on the pod. Who do you got? I was I was about to say I agree with Chris because I thought he was going Rolling Story because I'm going Rolling Story. They yeah, got like uh, the they got that experience experience last year. Um, they got a really good junior guard, Jonathan uh, Wilkinson, who actually probably plays down low a little bit as well. Just real athletic, real long. Um, yeah, I got Rolling Story, the Norseman. There you go. I I can't really break or make a tie, so I don't know. I I had picked a rolling story. I know initially, and so I guess I'll just I'll stick with that one. Um, although that central lion makes me nervous, but uh, that's, See, that's so I was the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's it's why it's a I was, good thing I didn't go with it because I want our pod to be right. We want to well, see. We want to have some credibility here. Well, don't get me wrong. I would have gone the opposite way of you, Chris. No matter what, so I would have. Oh <laughs> man. I'm not going backwards on that. <laughs> well, for the sake of... I'm sure there'll of, be no trash talking on our text strand here come uh, Friday when this game gets played. For the sake of the pod, I would have definitely gone opposite of yeah. But <laughs> all right. No one, uh, nobody's picking fellow Christian here? I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. Well, when you did it, I would have the disappointment went right out the window. I don't think anybody expected that. So, all right. Well, let's move to... Uh, the class that uh, definitely gets the phone, the phone vibrating every time there's a, a 3A game. Our text chat is going nuts uh, throughout the the substate and updates and 
So let's let's jump into three A. This one this one could be a lot of fun. Starting uh, starting with the first game, one eight matchup: Doug's Bondurant Jays versus let's call them my Algona Bulldogs. Um, finding a way Heck to yeah. find a way to make it to state for the first time since 1999. Um, so give it up to the Bulldogs and uh, being able to make it through and represent the the NCC. Right, we've been talking about the North Central Conference all year, and and the Bulldogs were usually not the team that we were talking about. So credit them for for carrying the weight, maybe a little bit of the conference. Sorry, Clear Lake and Webster City, but uh, uh, had to get the Bulldogs there with a tough matchup against the Jays. And and that's kind of how that goes. You go on a, a little bit of a, a Cinderella run and you often find yourself getting that present of, uh, of a really good team. In this case, Bondurant. Doug, what do you think? Jays, Jays roll? Congratulations to the Algona Bulldogs, but your run is ending on the two o'clock on Tuesday. Um, I watched Bondurant. I think I, called, I think I think I called the three um, games. I said turbo clock, turbo clock, and 18-point win against Harlan. They actually won by 21. So, Larson, I know you're giving me a hard time, but uh, I think I called well, all three of those games. I, well, I think you guys all picked Cedar Rapids-Kennedy. You, you just cha- you changed the narrative on everything. You, you, you call you ever- everything because – you just hope people forget what you said. What did what did I say? I'm sorry. You said what? Kennedy would have a bigger point spread than Bondurant. And what was the margin? Did you do it? You and do I it? think you used a low scoring ground. I think you called them a grinded out team. I heard from a few people in Bondurant that do not think of themselves as a grinded out team as they're putting up 85 and 90 points on teams. Again, look who they play. Let's not rehash this again. But <laughs> I, I, I did call. Oh, now you motivate them for the state tournament too. Here we go. No, they'll roll. I'm calling. Uh, this will be tw- the win by 25 against the Bulldogs. Jeez, get careful now. Those are fighting words. Um, I will say that your Jays, they seem to be hitting their stride and playing their best basketball at the at the right time, and so. Um, we will have to go back to the tape on that Kennedy versus Bondurant. I can't remember. I know Tony, right. we were talking about Kennedy because it was it was game differential because yeah. Bondurant had to play more games, and I don't remember what. I know I think Tony was leading. Were you leading Kennedy, Tony? Help me out. I can't remember. Yeah, they both were yeah. wrong. And those who took Kennedy actually did win that bet. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Do your homework, Marcy. Do your homework. Ah, dang it. Kennedy, I tried the Doug Deers method and it didn't work. Kennedy won their two games by an average of 39 and a half. Bondurant won their three by 36. Oh, oh man. That was, a good, that was a good game, though. That was That's a fun bet right there. I didn't know it was that close. Hey, that's one a, thing, Brian, awesome. get us back on track, though. One thing. I love, and I still still tell you, remember, like, part of this should be tournament is so fun. You do realize this Algona team making the state tournament shifted this whole tournament, though, because this would be a way different talk if they lose, like, you know, like most people thought, but they, they did a great upset. You know, they came out and they played and they won on the court. If they lose, though, Bonnerant's first-round opponent is Des Moines Hoover. And that's a that's a way different matchup for them. Yeah. 
That's just how tournament works, though. Sometimes it's the right team gets upset, you know, and then in the Sweet 16, they're playing a team that's not quite as good, but they they got there, so it makes it fun. And congrats to them. It does make it a lot of fun. Yeah, right. So, so Doug, I, I noted that the last time Algona had made the state tournament was in 99, um, in which they were also the eight seed. If you remember, there might have been a gentleman. That was just a couple of years ago. There might have been, right. There might have been a gentleman by the name of Kyle Corver that had the Pella Dutch as the one seed in that one. And uh, Bulldogs found a way to go ahead and win that, uh, that first yeah. round matchup. Wow, I actually was not aware of that. I wasn't actually in Pella at that time, so that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Strange, strange things can happen. I, I'm not necessarily calling for that. I don't think uh, at the '99 team had a gentleman by the name of Eric Duster that went for 36 uh, in that matchup against Cal Corver to get him past that first round. I don't see that coming out of this Bulldog team, but uh, I don't know. Strange things can happen. Yeah, Doug. And and Elgona obviously doesn't have the experience, but you know Bondurant does not have experience on that floor either. I guess they did play Marion down there earlier in the year, but playing at the state tournament is a whole different deal. Playing there, refing there, being down there, and it kind of takes you a game to kind of get your legs. And I think Larson, you probably and Tom, you you guys would probably attest to that. It just when you come out for warmups, it's the first time shooting on that floor, and it's a it's a different experience. So. Um, I'll even add to that, Tom. You, Tom, you can add to it as well because you've you've been in this spot too. Coming in as the one seed also is a different feeling. Like you know, it's one thing to make the state tournament, but when you make it and people are saying they think you're going to win it, it's a whole different mindset. Tom, yeah. Uh, luckily, when I came in as a one seed, we were loaded, and I just really just had to stay out of the way, not screw right, it up. Right. <laughs> so you remember that year, Chris? <laughs> Let's not wait. We're not talking about that. <laughs> oh, no. I, I no, still think that, that Brennan Kugel is scoring or Zach but, McCabe or somebody like they're They just kept scoring. But I, I, I put it this way. I, I've been the eighth seed against the one seed with in one year. And uh, that's a that's uh-huh. kind of a fun spot to be it's fun. Yeah. Nobody yeah. There is no it. pressure. That might be how Algona comes in, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they should. I mean, come out and see what yeah. happens and have fun with it. All yeah, right, let's Doug, if it makes you feel better, we were the eighth seed one year. We played uh, MOC, who was the number one seed in the first round. Won a, won a 35-32 battle. Shot clock. Nice. Yes. All right, let's let's move to the four five matchup in class three A. This this one will be interesting. This one will be a lot of uh, fun to keep an eye on as we take a look at Newton versus North Polk. Um, Adam, want to hear from you a little bit on this one? What do you think for for the comments uh, to be able to technically get the upset as they sit there in the five spot? Do they have uh, they have what it takes to to go down the well and, and snag a win? I do think they ultimately do. Uh, I do think they get the win. They move move to the second round um they're another level um and you know with being in the well maybe for the first time for newton um it's hard shooting in there you know a little bit of obviously the uh you know backdrop and stuff like that so i don't think they have the best shooting night and comments defense is like i said next level so i got comments moving on doug what are, what are your thoughts on this with the uh, newton newton cardinals well since they are my newton cardinals um i went down to the newton solon game on tuesday 
And I was actually impressed with the Cardinals. They played defense, moved the ball, and their little point guard, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Engel. Engel, yeah, yeah. yeah Engel. He, is the, he is the stir that straws the drink, or the, the <laughs> no, straw that stirs the, the drink. The straw that the straw that stirs the drink. He is the straw that stirs the drink. Um, but I actually liked him. They, Solon played really, really good defense, and and Newton was able to score, get to the hoop, and um, so I'm going to go with the Newton Cardinals in this. Actually, um, they are my new team right here. But they haven't uh, beat anybody. They beat Solon, even so though they beat a all... team in the 4A sub-state hey, twice. This is true. But who they played Waukee pretty tough. They beat Solon. That's all they had to do to get the state. And uh, they're just beating the teams that are in front of them, Chris. They're beating the teams that are on their schedule. Yeah, because they're prepared because they played a good schedule. That'll that'll, <laughs> that'll create an interesting battle for you then if it's uh, Jays versus Cardinals in the in the second round, Doug. That, well, uh, well, two weeks ago, the Jays beat them by 30. or were, were, they, they only won by 10, but they were up by 25, yeah. I think, so. I think that that's probably going to be a cakewalk for him. But Newton's Newton. Hey, they play that tough schedule, so you never know. <laughs> Chris, how does that go? It's hard to beat a team three times, but it's really hard to beat a team when the other team's better than you. Is just that better than you. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, if yeah. you're 0-2 and, and they're just better, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter how many times. I like Newton there. in this one, by the way. And But I got to tell you, and, and Adam, it's probably driving him nuts. Because I just I can't figure out North Polk. I watched the game in Ames uh, online. I watched that the entire game of them in Clear Lake, and it was just a really good game. And and man, in the second half when the shots started to fall, I agree, Adam. They play wonderful defense. They they are really a good defensive team. And then when the shots start to fall, it's going to be a really interesting interesting matchup here. I think it's going to be really low scoring. And, and honestly, it's probably a little bit of a coin toss on who shoots it better down at the uh, at Wells Fargo Arena. And, but I don't know. I'm, I, if I had to pick, I'd take Noon. Tony, what do you got? What are you thinking on this one? Yeah, I, I agree with Chris. Tight, low scoring game comes down to whoever's guards make a few more shots. And I'll, I'll side with Newton there. Um, by the way, Doug, I don't know if you've seen, but Brody Bauer's dad called you out on Twitter while we were recording, said, uh, thanks for the hashtag locker room material, hashtag everyone's Super Bowl. Actually, I'm going to change my Mr. pick. Bauer. I'm going North Polk comments now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. We're here for that. We want we want all the smoke here on uh, Hoop Troop. Hey, so if, if it takes, especially if it's towards Doug, if it takes uh, a team to give him a little motivation, I honestly I hope Newton does well. I, I just just for the little hockey conference, but. Um, that's 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 good. If, if we are uh, bulletin board material, well, we'll take it. Hey, that's right. Sir, Sir Bauer's a really good player too. He's a really good athlete. He that's is. Awesome. I actually, he's a great shooter. Yeah, he's a really good athlete. I, I like his game. Well, that one. Uh, I like one, his dad a little more now too. <laughs> yeah, right. Three. So three forty-five. Three forty-five on Tuesday. That one will be one to definitely keep an eye on. Now that's fun. So moving to the the third game in that Xavier versus Hoover, 
Um, what can you tell us, Tony, about Xavier to with that matchup against a, a tough, as we kind of noted earlier in the pod, nobody wants to play Hoover seven seed there. Yeah, it's kind of a nightmare matchup for for Xavier here. Um, they've they've got two really good scores on the perimeter in Joe Bean and Aiden Aiden Yamalkowski, but uh, I think they're really going to struggle to slow down Chase Henderson here. Um, mm-hmm. he, he had a huge game in the sub-state final against Waverly, um, just getting to the rim basically whenever he wanted. And I, I think he's going to do a lot of the same here against Xavier. It, the bottom of this bracket is just absolutely loaded. Um, I could see any of those four teams coming out of here, but but this is not – I can't imagine that Coach Freeman's very happy about about what he's got here. Yeah, that's a, a, a tough the, the whole tournament kind of for him, yeah. I just want to tell you, I, I Courtney Henderson and his son Chase, uh, this has been a long time coming. And one thing, I, I, I think it's important that we say, it doesn't matter if it's 3A or 4A, you know, you're kind of seeing that. We'll talk about that with Norwalk. DCG had a really good showing this year. Good basketball is good basketball. And they have been playing really good basketball at Hoover for a long time. And Courtney has done just an amazing job. I love what he does with those kids. They play really fundamentally sound basketball. They play off two feet. And and his son, who's a Division One basketball player, I just think um, not only it, it it reminds me a little bit of 2019 when Sergeant Bluff Luton came in as the seven seed and we ended up playing them in the title game. I just think they have that kind of feel. Now, don't forget Sergeant Bluff Luton almost lost to Pell in the first round too. So sometimes. You know, Hoover, I could see, obviously, they might lose because Xavier's a really good team, but I could also see them winning three games down there. I just, I, I think a lot of, of their program, and um, I don't know, I wish them luck just because I like I love all these father-son uh, matchups. It, it makes for a fun week. So does anybody have Xavier coming out on top on that first one? Tom? The reason I do, again, uh, I, I sometimes my my coin toss goes back to how good was their football team. And Xavier kids know how to win. When you get to the state tournament, it's not about having the best talent. It's who knows how to win. And I think Xavier knows how to win. And that, I, I think this game's a, a 50-50 flip. And so I'm going with the team that the school that seems to win a lot. I kind of like that analogy, Tom. Um, and Hoover, this will be the first time down there in how many years? I mean, obviously, this group has never been down there before. And Xavier, the, uh, Tony, you've kind of talked him up earlier in the year, how good they were. I mean, they were ranked number one. I think, did you have them one? So um, I'm going to go Xavier also. Just maybe a tougher team, tougher schedule. No, maybe not. I guess Hoover was more of a 4A schedule. but Yeah, schedule. this year I would say it's probably tougher just because of the change in the CIML. That, that, that's one of the things, too, for Hoover. With the, I mean, because of the Metro Alliance League, I think is what it's called. I mean, that has changed the, the schedule for, for some of those teams. So I'll go, I'll go. So I would say Xavier's played a tougher schedule. Yeah, that is interesting too with that schedule and how that all kind of worked out for for them and for everybody in that transition year with some of those contracts Ooh. that were still out. But uh, the, either way, that one is going to be fun. It'll be interesting to see who comes out of there. And, and like we alluded to, I mean, taking a look at the bottom of this, you know, any one of these four teams could get beat in the first round and any one of these teams could have an opportunity to cut down the net. And so... Let's move to the last one there, the Marion versus Heelan uh, in the 3-6 matchup. Tom, what are, what are the Crusaders going to have to do to, to sneak by a tough Marion Wolves team? 
Well, he, I think Heelan, what what they do well is they're they're kind of a finesse team. They shoot it well. Uh, they uh, again, they got five six guys that can all handle it. What they don't do well sometimes is uh, against a physical team. They they can struggle, and uh, just you know, it's hard, always hard to tell on tape. But from what I hear, Marion's kept pretty physical, so that I. That, that scares me for the Crusaders. Uh, I do think that Heelan has maybe one of the top players in the tournament uh, that nobody knows about, Matt Knoll, 6'7 kid that can – he can handle the ball, can stretch you from three, can – I mean, I don't know. He's got a ton of dunks. I mean, he, he, he can explode around the hoop. Uh, so uh, – and they've got a couple sharpshooters too. So uh, I'm, I'm going with my Crusaders, even though I, it's, you know, they're going to have their hands full. Nobody knows about it. They must not be listening to the hoop troop then. That's exactly what I was going to say. You, Tommy, you talk talking about it every 10 minutes. I don't talk about Noel much. <laughs> it, it's, it feels a little bit like that Travis Kelsey. Nobody knows about us. Everyone's counting us out a little bit type of time. Yeah. Hey, I, I take my cues from Raz Vanderloo. Nobody knows us up here, Northwest Iowa. We had to drive all the way to Fort Dodge to play our game. Oh, Webster City's backyard. Tony, what uh, what do you have on Marion for us? A uh, really, really good guard in Brayson Lobby, who who put on a show at the first round of the state tournament last year. Uh, and then they put a bunch of really athletic kids next to him. Uh, Alex Moda is going to Iowa to play football. Miles Davis is going to Iowa to play baseball. And then they've got a, a big kid named Kalen Claypool, who's really – come on strong this year and provided some size in the paint. Um, they'll struggle to match up with Noel, but I think Helan will struggle to match up with Lobby. And a lot of the kids from Marion were on the team that played at state last year. And I think that experience is, is pretty big here. Doug, you were, you were on the Marion bandwagon for a quick second. I don't know if you got your t-shirt or not, but what are you thinking in this one? I, I'm going Marion Wolves. I just remember seeing them last year at state tournament and really, really liked their team. So I'm gonna I'm going with Marion Wolves on this one, and I'll take them in the next matchup to get to the championship game. So, th so that would so then that would put your only two picks of the year and Doug's three picks of the week against each other, right? The Jays versus the Wolves. I think you, you stepped out on the on the Jays once for the Wolves and then stepped right back, but. Uh, That'll be interesting. Larson, what do you think in this one with the Crusaders versus Marion? Yeah, I like Marion as well. Um, kind of the same thing. I haven't seen him play much, but like I just, I too, you know, and maybe that's all of us. We saw that winter set game last year and uh, we're really mesmerized by their skill level. Um, I know they had, you know, they stubbed their toe. They'd be looking really strong. They stubbed their toe against Mount Vernon and, and uh, Williamsburg. But I think that conference, that group of teams, they just really know each other well is what, what I took from some of those scores and that they're, they're just in a dog fight in their conference. And so I, I I'm kind of with, uh, with everybody else. I think, uh, I won't be surprised to see them win maybe a couple games here. Wow. Interesting. This one will be, this one will be fun. Uh, obviously we're anxious and we're, <laughs> we're excited for three a, and like we said, the bottom of this, anything could happen. Um, you guys have moved a little bit on my screen, but I try to go in the same order. What do we got? Let's let's make the picks right now. Who's going to win? Three A. Thank you, Doug. You were my first one, so let's go, Doug. Who are you taking? Stick sticking with your Jays here. I'm going uh, with Marion versus Bondurant in the championship game, and I am going to stick with my Bondurant Blue Jays to win the three A state title. Jays cutting down the nets. I think Tom was my next one. Tom, who do you got? I'm, you know what, 
since three is so crazy. I'm picking North Polk to win it all. Whoa. Whoa. So you're going, you're going, to go on, you're going bulletin board material for your own team. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Love it, Tom. Come on. Come on. I Absolutely. did not. I did not see that one coming, Tom. That was uh yeah, that was that was good. I'm I, shocking I, the world, baby. I'm shocking the world tonight. Geez, I apologize for even skipping over you on that game. I didn't know you knew so much about the comments. That That's one, why uh, I picked them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, hey, what do you think I picked them? You didn't even ask me my opinion the first time. I know. I was gonna save it for the bottom half of the bracket, but geez, I must have missed that one. Tony, what do you got? Kind of like in two A. Hoover was my number one team in 3A at the start of the year, low seeded, but I think they come out of the bottom of the bracket, meet up with Bondurant in the championship, and I've got Chase Henderson taking home a title to before he heads off to Montana. Wow. Okay. So we're this Ooh. is this this is fun. Chris, what do you got? Where who are you going with? Do you know how bad I want to pick Newton? Because <laughs> you know how I love this streak. They would be the fifth little Hawkeye team in five years, fifth different little Hawkeye team in five years, which I think is remarkable. I just don't, I can't do it. I, I got to take Bondurant. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Bondurant all year, everyone's just like, 3A is a toss-up, 3A, no one knows what's going to happen. Bondurant is undefeated. Bondurant has been clearly the best team in the class all year long. I think they're just the best team. They're going to go out and their their length, their size, their their uh, their defense. I think Coach Evans gets it done and gets a state title this year. More bulletin board material for the Cardinals. <laughs> I, I think they play them in the semis, and I also think Hoover makes the finals. So there there you go. There's my picks. Wow, there's a lot going on. All right, Adam, what are you? Who are you taking in this one? I have a rematch of earlier this year with Marion and Bondurant, and I'm going with Marion. So I think that makes uh, the Wolves champions. My 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 boy Nick Joyce on the coaching staff. I talk to him pretty regularly, and uh, he, they got a good thing going there. I think they take it home this year. Wasn't it a really close game when they played down there too? One point game. Yeah, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bondurant won by two, I believe, actually. Okay. Okay. Wow. That. Mm. Uh, that's good uh, this will be interesting and i was hoping that everyone was going to kind of be all over the board i would love to take the algonan bulldogs in this one but i just i just don't think that uh that's going to happen and so i'm gonna have to I, I, so i'm leaning hoover for whatever reason i think that just uh the ability to get physical and strength schedule and it's gonna have to they're gonna have to be able to i think have a few things go their way from maybe more so on the officiating side of things, but uh, I think they have the ability to to put a lot of pressure on and, and make some noise and test it. If they can get out of the bottom, I think they beat the Jays in the, in the finals. Um, so, so what we're really saying is congratulations, Cedar Rapids, Xavier, as you'll probably be the three, a state champ. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's probably exactly what will. What uh, a fun group this is. This this turn this group of in this tournament is going to be so fun. It's going to be fascinating next week. All right, let's move to four A. First matchup: Cedar Rapids Kennedy against Pleasant Valley. Um, shout out Pleasant Valley, another school that had both both the girls and the boys team qualify for state. Any resistance for Kennedy in this one? You guys are shaking your head. People can't hear you shake your heads. Rattling around. Tony, Tony, what do you think? 
no. You know, eastern side of the state here. Kennedy wins this one pretty easily. Um, I I don't think Pleasant Valley has the has the guard play to stack up against Kennedy, especially on that bigger floor. Um, Cougars have just kind of been rolling teams all year, and I think that continues here. We want to double down on that wager. Uh, who wins their first round game by more, Bondurant or Cedar Rapids Kennedy? I'll take, I'll take that bet. You go with Kennedy. I'll, okay, I'll go, I'm in. I'll go Bondurant. Doug's, Doug went Bondurant. Chris? I'm going Kennedy. Bondurant. Kennedy. Ooh. Tony? Okay. Brian? Brian? I'm going Kennedy. Uh, Tony. Tony. Tony? I took Kennedy. Yeah, he took it. Quarter two. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> Doug and I won't gloat at all if we're right. And you better check the make sure to check the score because we'll probably try and lie too. Right. <laughs> we'll get that one. All right. Let's get to this four five matchup because this is the one that everybody's been waiting for tonight. Uh, this will put the Valley Tigers versus the Norwalk Warriors in the four five matchup. Chris, what are the Warriors going to have to do to knock off a red-hot Valley Tiger team? Yeah, it's going to take a great effort. Let's put it that way. Uh, we know, we've talked a lot about BJ and, you know, a couple of my good uh, good buddies, BJ and Matt Carter over there. I think this was probably a year sooner than than they thought this was all going to come about, but they have an uber-talented team down, down there at Valley, and I'll let you guys kind of talk about them. For Norwalk right now, I, I'm going to tell you, um, Reddick Bourne, I think, is going to explode uh, this spring with it from a recruiting stamp standpoint. His since Christmas, he he is playing amazing basketball, and I've talked to you guys a lot about him, just a, and how much I think of him as a player and as a person. And uh, I, I am so thrilled for him to get to play down at Wells Fargo because. Uh, I think people don't understand what a good player he is just because he's always compared to his brother, which they're just totally different players and he's bigger and he, he's, he's more of a lead guard, but he gets others involved. Jack Brown is a really great perimeter shooter that um, they make a great duo. And then um, uh, Braden Carlson is, is a really good big guy that uh, he has a fascinating, like seven footed. You don't see a lot of guys with that anymore. He just has a soft touch with a little floater and, you know, he's not the biggest post, but he gets it up over kids. And then, um, the difference in the game last night probably was Aiden Harder and Cam Thomas on the offensive boards. And so they have a couple, you know, blue collar workers. You know, when you say what's it going to take to get it done, they're going to have to execute uh, at all levels, you know, really efficiently. They're going to have to play their best game of the year. One thing I want to remind everybody of when they were 4A last year and they went and played Johnston, who ended up getting to the state championship game. They had him on the ropes all night. And Johnston got the job done. And, you know, we know what a great team with Kramer and, and Lewis they had. And they did get the job done. But that was kind of a precursor to this Norwalk team. They returned everybody except one player. And um, I'm just telling you, I wouldn't count them out. It's, it's going to be a really good game because the Warriors have a lot of fight in them. Obviously, I think, you know, most people are going to say Valley and, and, and probably rightfully so. But I'm just telling you, don't sleep on Reddit. Bourne also was 14 for 14 from the line in the sub-state game. That's pretty impressive right there. That's for sure. Uh, Doug, what do you think in, in this one? Uh, I'm excited to see Stinson v. Bourne. Just that yeah. matchup I think will be a great, great matchup. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. I'm going to go with – oh, this is a tough one. Um, I haven't seen Valley play in person. I know they're young. they got some good guards. I'm going to go little Hawkeye. I'm going to go the Warriors in a, in, a, in a little bit of an upset there. 
Interesting. That uh, that's it'll be fun to see. Tony, you want to uh, talk some sense into these guys, or what are you what are you thinking here? <laughs> I, Norwalk's going to give them a good game um, for sure, but I I think over the course of four quarters, Valley's size and athleticism just kind of wears Norwalk down a little bit, and Valley wins by I don't know eight to ten points. Pull away a little bit late. Should Norwalk will put up a good fight though? It should be a good game. Tom, what are you thinking in that one? Well, um, I didn't get to watch Norwalk. I'd have listened to him last night. I like them because they win. Uh, Valley's young. Is is the big stage going to freak him out a little bit first time down there? But I'm I'm go I go with my guy Tony Rowe. He says Valley. I pick Valley. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that four or five matchup will be interesting. It'll definitely be a tale of who kind of comes out and handles the moment and then uh, who can close things out. It feels like it's a kind of a two, you got to open up, you got to handle the emotion of everything going on and then you got to close the game because it's going to be a matchup. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. I I can't disagree with anything Tony says, but one thing when you guys just talk about all that, one thing to keep in mind, three of the starters on this group are younger brothers of people in our top seven, two starters. And then our first reserve off the bench from our state title team. And uh, it was kind of fascinating to watch that, especially with Coach Pelzer doing such a good job and, you know, kind of moving up from the assistant chair to the head coaching chair. And then to have three little brothers fighting. You know how that goes as a little brother. You see your your big brothers do it and you're like sitting there, darn it all. I can do this, too. I'm just saying, I don't think that that helps the psyche of this team. They're, they're used to being down there. They've watched their brothers play. Um, that'll, I, I, that's just kind of an interesting tweak that as you guys were talking about, that made me think something to definitely keep an eye on as we look at that, uh, that would be the three forty-five game. Um, okay. Moving down then to the two seven puts Waukee versus Ames Ames, uh, again, finding their way to state getting that seven seed tough matchup, obviously against a really good Waukee squad. And so, what do we think, Tony? I guess I'm going to start with you on this one. Ames, Ames have an, enough to give themselves an opportunity in the fourth quarter. What do, what do we see in this two seven matchup? You know, Vance is always going to have some sort of solid defensive game plan drawn up, and with Lucas left, they probably have the one kid um, with the with the size and length and athleticism to potentially slow down Omaha. Um, but Ames has a ten can struggle to score at times. And I think, um, I think eventually Waukee just kind of overpowers them tight game for maybe 20 minutes or so. And then Waukee kind of runs away and, and hides. Anybody see anything different in this one? Doug? Run Runs away and hides. So we're looking like 40 to 35. Ooh, <laughs> what are we talking about here ooh. first? First one to 40 wins. First one to 40 wins this one. And that's probably Waukee. 49 to 33. I think I, I agree with Tony. I just think, that that scoring could become an issue for them. And and I think Waukee is I, I we'll talk about this in the next thing, but it, it's destined to be a, a battle of the Waukees at the state tournament for round three. Yeah, I, I think so. And so let's move to that one right now because we have Northwest versus Centennial in the three six matchup. Obviously, teams in which are familiar with each other. What do we think? This one maybe a, a little bit tougher of a test for Northwest to get out of there. Nope, not for me. Northwest, I think, uh, wins it rather easily. I think Price Sanford is um, 
clicking on all cylinders and coach Watson really has that team playing good basketball and, and really organized and efficient offensively. Um, I, I just think they're going to be really tough to beat. They are our phenomenal offensive team and kind of what Tony was saying, that can be the, the big game changer, right? Cause they have guys who can put up points in a hurry. Tom, you see anything different coming out of with Northwest? No, I'm just looking forward to that semifinal game. Yeah, and that's something, too, that we haven't, you know, we've kind of skipped over the semifinal games, got right to the finals. But I think in this one, with the first round games, you know, outside of that four or five matchup, um, maybe not having as much intrigue as maybe as some of the other classes. Let's take a look at these semifinal games, because putting the potential of, you know, Kennedy versus split decision, Valley or, or Norwalk on that one, and then Waukee, Waukee Northwest. I mean that and what day so that would be on Thursday right Thursday night 530 in uh, the uh, 715 games good night to be at the well right there to be able to go Thursday night and, and watch both those games what are you, what are you excited about with uh, those two semifinals Chris I, I think let, let's be fair the, the the top four have really stood out this whole year you know I I love my Norwalk Warriors and I hope that I hope we can we can come out and get Valley and I, they're playing good enough basketball to, to beat them. You know, if they play 10 times, they, they could beat them a couple times, but the, the, the final four has been set for a long time. These four programs and teams have really separated themselves from the pack. And um, more than likely, that's what we're going to have on Thursday night. And it's going to be a, a great display of high school basketball for the state of Iowa. Should that come to fruition? Cause you have, Great programs, great players, a, a little city rivalry. Um, it, it just you couldn't ask for any anything greater. Those have, have those two games back to back. Just the level of play in which that you're going to see for eleven dollar ticket or whatever it is to get into the well now um, is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, that's something that if, hey, if actually listening- actually Chris and Tony and myself we got free ones. Oh, get the. Get the, the the credentials unless you're thank you very much unless you got the credentials the rest of you peasants have to pay eleven dollars to get into the, to get into we'll the be well. eating like the, the finest food the finest meats and cheeses on uh, down by the sidelines as well down by the sidelines but that uh gonna be a fun a fun night of basketball uh then which sets up sets up for championship Friday and the 4a who do we have coming out let me hear your who's in the finals and then who your winner doug what do you who do you got in the 4a finals and then cut down the net before i get to that i think all thursday's games are going to all thursday's games are going to be awesome because you're going to have semifinals i think the 2a is going to be great 3a is going to great be great and then the 4a's um but i think thursday's gonna be a great day down at the level but i'm gonna go Oh boy, 4A. Cedar Rapids Kennedy, I think, will be in the championship. I'm going with Waukee Northwest, and I'm going with Waukee Northwest to cut down the nets. I think Cade Kellerman and Price Sanford go bananas in the game, and Brett Watson gets a championship. So I'm going Waukee Northwest. That's what I've got. Who do you have them playing, Tom? I got Waukee Northwest and Kennedy. Waukee Northwest winning it. Tony, you got anything different here? I've got Kennedy and Waukee Northwest. I'll be interested to see what what Coach Watson does um, with his game plan in that game after McCowan kind of 
kind of took Sanford and Kelderman out of what they wanted to do in the quarterfinals last year. Um, I, for my money, I think McCowan's the best defensive coach in the state. Um, and maybe, maybe it's Eastern Iowa bias, but I'm going to take Kennedy to, to finish off the undefeated season. Wow. Okay. Chris, what do you, uh, what do you think? Who do you got? And, um, who's cutting down the net? I too, I'm going to take uh, Kennedy on the top half of the bracket. I just think Valley, you know, they're probably a year away and they, they might go back to back the next two years. I, I think they're really loaded down, down below. I, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with my guy, you know, uh, I coach Watson. I think the world of him, I think they will be in the finals and Tony, you're right. That, that quarterfinal game, what a great matchup it was, right? The defensive oriented coach against the offensive oriented coach, you know, they, they really wanted. I, I think it's a redemption tour for Northwest, right? They get back at Waukee, beat them for the second time, and then they they kind of get past that demon. The one big difference why I'm picking Northwest this year, I think their supporting cast is a year older and more mature, and I think they're ready to step up when when they try. Because, you know, when you do play those kind of defenses, it does expose you a little bit to, to open shots for other people. I think the, the Waukee Northwest is a little more balanced this year and, and they get it done and, and um, bring home the title. Good. All right. So that's three for Northwest. Got a Kennedy, Adam, which, uh, which way are you leaning on this one? Yeah, I got the exact same finals, but I'm going with Tony and I'm saying the Cougars are cutting down the nets this year. I like it. I figured uh, I figured you were leaning that way, obviously, with the McCown connection over there. And so we have two for Kennedy, three for Northwest. So that means that I'm going to take the Waukee Warriors to win uh, the 4A yeah. um, against uh, a good Kennedy team in the finals. And so I'll uh, shake things up a little bit so we can have some fun. But uh, I think the Warriors in a fun semifinal game, Omaha Blue pulls out some magic and just kind of takes over and finds himself in the in the finals and um, his his redemption back to back to Iowa uh, leads in another or leads into a championship for him. So it'll be fun. Like you said, Thursday um, is going to be an amazing day of basketball at the well. Um, obviously Wednesday, all of you guys will be coming to, uh, smash park to our hoop troop meetup. So that night you guys will come and chat and hang out with us and a bunch of other coaches and then get ready for Thursday and go and spend Thursday, um, at the well, just taking in some really high level basketball and then get ready for, uh, for donuts and championship on, on Friday, as we have championship Friday, get your coffee, show up at the well and, uh, let's, let's, uh, crown a 1a champion over brunch so uh, it'll be uh it'll be a lot of a lot of fun to have an opportunity to again to be at the well and, and take in some high level basketball uh and then we get to recap everything on the hoop troop it's been a lot of fun here in season two we've had uh some some laughs we've had some jabs we've had um some bulletin board material and more to come but uh we're not done yet that's for sure we still got to go out and and uh crown a couple champions and then come back and revisit everything but Guys, for now, let's uh, let's get out of here. It was a good one, and as always, shoot or shoot.